thrillers, chillers, and chicks. Hello, and welcome back to Thrillers, Chillers, and Chicks. I am your host, Hannah, here with Erica. Hello, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are going to be talking about Suburban Gothic, which is directed by Richard Bates Jr., starring Matthew Gray Goobler and Kat Dennings. Blessed. (laughs) Now, if you know anything about me, uh, I'm only going to mention this once very briefly but i love matthew gray goobler i think he's a fantastic person so of course we had to watch his uh his ghost movie mm-hmm. oh we should also probably add um if you're wondering who we're talking about <laughs> um but matthew gray goobler is an actor that you'll probably recognize him most uh from criminal minds where he yes. plays uh dr doctor yeah dr, dr. spencer reed <laughs> uh yes Delightful. Delightful. Love that man. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Very talented. So uh, a quick recap of the events of Suburban Gothic. The main character, Raymond, uh, is a struggling, you know, fresh out of college millennial. A lot of us can relate to that. Uh, You know, he's looking for work. A silently cry. (laughs) He says, but I have a degree. And the world said, so what? <laughs> so he has to move back in with his parents as he cannot find a job. And he has a rather tumultuous relationship with his parents, mostly his father, who we see right from the get-go is kind of just a racist jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, very critical. Uh, you know, he's so there. And the mother's more uh, sweet and loving and Raymond seems to get along with her a lot better but you know she she is kind of one of those wives who just sort of stays silent while her husband is sort of a dick to everyone around them yes um and I, when Raymond comes home they're having some landscaping work done on the backyard and uh just to kind of give you a sneak peek at Raymond's father's character. Which we do not hold any of these views ourselves. No. I feel like that's probably kind of obvious, but Absolutely I didn't want to say not. that. Yeah, just <laughs> no. So Raymond pulls up and his dad goes, oh, son, you know, do you, do you think you could talk to construction workers? Did you speak, did you learn any Mexican when you were in college? And Raymond says, unfortunately, dad, you know, I, no one <laughs> in the world speaks Mexican because Mexican people speak Spanish. Oh, yes. Uh, I think also a lot of us can relate to kind of having some more narrow-minded parents. Mm-hmm. Just for, um, I know both me and Hannah kind of at least partially grew up in the South. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I'm very familiar with people like this. Mm-hmm. And if you grew up in the South, I think the best, I mean, they, I guess they literally write him that way because he's like the football coach. But I think you've always had that gym teacher who was probably a little creepy, mm-hmm. um, but who was like definitely racist and probably said some sus things, but you're in high school and you're like... One of those <laughs> racist people who's like, I'm not racist. I once shook hands with a black person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> Okay. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Raymond, who's a lot more open-minded and mm-hmm. not a dick, is not super thrilled to be moving back in with his parents. 
Um, his father's very critical of him, you know, the way he dresses, the fact that he hasn't been able to find a job yet. Um, even though he pressured Raymond into getting a business degree. So, really, it's his father's fault. True. <laughs> so, to kind of just deal with the stress of being home, uh, Raymond, as uh, the only logical choice, makes the decision to go get wasted drunk at 2 o'clock in the morning. Fair. In his pajamas. So, he goes downtown to the local bar where he runs into uh, Kat Denning's character, Rebecca, Mm-hmm. Uh, who he went to high school with, and they kind of bond over having lost a lot of weight since moving from uh, their hometown, you know, out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, both, I suppose, used eating as a coping mechanism for being depressed children, which uh, <laughs> I don't have any experience with that. Well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> Um, and so Raymond, uh, you know, in talking with Rebecca, they also kind of reminisce on how Raymond used to apparently see ghosts when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca asks him if he's still into that paranormal stuff. And he says, no, he hasn't really seen them in a while. The next day, Raymond meets with his doctor, who prescribes him some more of his quote unquote blood pressure medication. Or he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, so they're they're meeting so that he can get prescribed more of his, quote-unquote, blood pressure medication. But the doctor tells him uh, his blood pressure condition has resolved itself. He doesn't need his medication anymore. And Raymond's like, really? I didn't think uh, blood pressure did that. And he's like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so we see... You know, we've got some fun little montages going on. We see Raymond's mom kind of bonding with Hector, the construction foreman for the landscapers in their backyard. And we love Hector. He's so sweet. So, uh, and then we kind of have a scene where Raymond's father asks Hector if he can have his men work through the night to finish the landscaping on time. They're working through the night, and in the middle of the night, they dig up this box in the backyard that has the skeletal remains of what appears to be a child. And to these construction workers' credit, they do what we all wish people would do in horror movies when they find a dead body. They say, fuck that, and bury it again. <laughs> They're like, we're going to put that back. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, Hector does decide to take a keepsake, I guess. Yes, the... Skeleton is wearing a necklace, mm-hmm. and Hector slips it into his pocket, because, uh, I don't know, he's probably like, that's cool. <laughs> that might be worth something. something, I don't know. So they bury it again, and Raymond now is starting to notice some kind of weird happenings around the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just some strange dreams mm-hmm. and weird shit happening. And so are the construction workers, because... Mm-hmm. The all okay, so you have like the head guy and then all his employees. So the employees go bump that and leave, mm-hmm. which I get, I understand, totally understand. <laughs> um, but Hector is like, Well, I guess I'll stay and try and finish something or do something myself. And he thinks that the father is playing a joke on him, and we see him get kind of like swallowed up and or taken by this shadowy spirit. Spirit, it's not like any figure, like, it doesn't look it's like a. If you've ever seen Lost, <laughs> Erica points out that it looks a lot like the smoke monster. 
It lost, yeah. So yeah, it kind of takes Hector. Mm-hmm. And then Hector disappears. disappears. So the next day, Raymond's father's like, ah, oh, you know, construction crew left. Raymond, take this shovel and go finish the landscaping. Make yourself useful. So Raymond goes out there in his little ascot and his robber and starts <laughs> trying to finish landscaping the backyard. And one of the employees uh, from Hector's construction crew comes asking after Hector. Mm-hmm. And Raymond tells him, no, we haven't seen him. We thought you guys bailed. And he tells Raymond about the box that they found with the skeletal remains. And Raymond's like, what? <laughs> How could you not tell us that you have a dead body in our backyard? So. And then he's like, uh, so I just wanted to tell you and your family that you should probably leave. I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my work is done. <laughs> and the construction worker leaves. So Raymond starts doing some digging with Rebecca. They go to the historical society and start digging into the land a little more. Mm-hmm. And they find out that the skeletal remains are most likely of a little girl named Hannah who was killed around the property back in kind of the days of the Wild West, I would say. Yee-howdy. <laughs> what it sort of looked like. And her father killed the man who murdered her and then buried her in a shallow grave with this necklace. And then, like, I guess died next to the grave in, yeah. like, maybe grief and exhaustion or something. I don't know, or maybe he was wounded. That was never really made clear. Yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we've got to, you know, lay this body to rest. So they they go and they dig up the box and it's empty. Empty. <laughs> so they find out that... Raymond's father, uh, having found out about the body. Or having known about it. It looks like he knew about it for a minute. I think he knew about it, actually. So he donated it to the Historical Society. The child bones, you know. The child bones. So Raymond and Becca have to go and try to persuade the man from the (laughs) Historical Society to give them the bones back. To which he says, if Raymond gives me a blowjob... I will. And Raymond's like, all right. Rebecca <laughs> <laughs> says, absolutely not. not. <laughs> we stand. Uh, we stand. <laughs> but, you know, props to Raymond for being willing to go above and beyond the I know, really going to take one for the team. He was going to lay that little girl's spirit to rest. <laughs> it was the last thing he did. <laughs> so... They run into this woman outside the historical society who, uh, you know, kind of stops Raymond and is like, oh my goodness, you, <laughs> she stops you Raymond. Have a, a touch of the spirit about you, you know. She tells him that she can persuade the man to give them the bones back mm-hmm. and that she's also something of a medium and she can help them figure out what the girl's unfinished business is. Mm-hmm. So she comes over that night with her granddaughter uh, they they put the bones in the backyard and they kind of do a seance and try to figure out why, you know, the, these spirits are so upset. And it's, I believe, actually the spirit of Hannah's father that comes through and mm-hmm. is upset that the, the necklace is gone. And at the time, Raymond and Becca are like, what necklace? You know? Yeah, it's like, but what <laughs> now? Nobody's talking about. Um, also, at one point, Becca had dropped the little girl's bones. We stand a clumsy queen. Uh, so she had been kind of marked by the the spirit of Hannah's father. Uh, he was really pissed that she dropped the bones. So he's kind of going after her. And 
Raymond is trying to get his parents to leave the house and go stay at a hotel mm-hmm. so they'll be safe from these vengeful spirits. And they don't really believe him, but they do, luckily, uh, leave the house for a while when Raymond's father uh, suffers an injury uh, from the vengeful spirit. Delicates to the yes. family jewel. <laughs> um, I won't say much about how that happened, except the ghost was completely right in breaking that in half um so he's in the hospital getting his uh member tended to and raymond's mother goes with him Mm -hmm. uh at raymond's request saying please please just don't go back to the house today so raymond and rebecca are like trying to figure out where they can find this necklace Mm -hmm. and raymond decides that hector would probably know where it was since he was the person who discovered the body. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the lost spirity monster, whatever, uh, spit him back out. Yes, he had reappeared a few days prior. He was kind of in a coma mm-hmm. of sorts. So they go to Hector's house and he's still kind of out of it. But it turns out he gave the necklace to his daughter, uh, who, as it turns out, is one of Raymond's favorite porn stars. <laughs> so yeah. have a nice little, nice little chat where... He's like, thanks for all the great work you do. And she's like, thanks for giving me all your money. And might I add that that girl, she walked. She strutted, as they say on the TikTok, <laughs> uh, so that OnlyFans could run. Thank you. <laughs> that's all. That's <laughs> the original OnlyFans. <laughs> Taking horny men's money one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So she gives him back the necklace and they go to... Uh, Return it to the body. And they they find out, um, while Raymond's father's in the hospital, he has to fill in for him uh, at the school as a teacher. <laughs> and uh, teenagers are assholes. So I mean, I'm scared of them. Uh, I'm also afraid of them. That could just be a horror movie where there's just a high schooler, like, on camera just roasting me. And I think I'd cry. I think that's and not girls. sleep at night. <laughs> I think that's mean girls. I'm going to be a sister. It's called <laughs> by Tina Fey. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Me waking up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. <laughs> you remember being a teenager and being like, once I'm older, I won't be afraid of teenagers anymore. And now I'm more afraid of them. Oh, yes. Terrified. Terrified. Like a teenager could just kind of give me the side eye and I'd immediately go home and cry. Oh, yeah. I, I don't trust them, any of them. <laughs> no. They so, come in, they look at you funny, and you're like, all right, so we're going to fight. <laughs> and you can't even beat them up because they're minors. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. So, I will. I will fight a child. <laughs> I would like it to be legally changed to where I can fight any teenager who sasses me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably bad. Um, but I'm sure there are multiple times on some record where I've been like, no, 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 I will fight the child. I will fight that child. They have the audacity. Mm-hmm. They have the audacity. Audacity. <laughs> so when Raymond is filling in for his father, one of these teenagers has the audacity with him. <laughs> so he gives this lovely speech about how she's going to die alone in this little hometown, married to a homophobic racist Mm -hmm. a speech that i think a lot of emo middle schoolers or that i wish i could have given a lot of emo middle school oh yeah that it was probably while i was in middle school (laughs) 
But while Raymond is filling in for his father, uh, a call comes to the, the phone on his father's desk. So he picks it up, doesn't say anything. And uh, it's his doctor, thinking that it's Raymond's father on the other side of the line, uh, starts telling him how, you know, he owes him money. And he's not going to give Raymond any more of his antipsychotics until his father pays him. So Raymond finds out that the blood pressure medication he supposedly had been taking for 15 years is actually antipsychotics. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why he couldn't see the paranormal for a long time, Mm because he was on these antipsychotic meds. Uh, So he's already in a pretty bad mood. And then the teenager, like we said, has the audacity. He kind of reads her for filth, as the teens would say. <laughs> and then Becca shows up at the door and is like, hey, want to blow this popsicle stand? And he says, hell yeah. So they go to the house to, I believe, bury the necklace? I think, because now they have her bones and right. the necklace. So they're... Yeah, so they're going to bury it. Uh, but the father... And the mother, our back, and Raymond's father is trying to get him committed to a mental institution so he doesn't have to deal with Raymond anymore. Mm-hmm. Top-notch parenting. Which the mother um, highly, yeah, is very upset about. She doesn't Does want this to happen. The mom is great. She's, yeah, we love her. Yeah, she's not racist. She's cool. I love her. So he'd called the, the police and ambulance to get Raymond committed. And Raymond is determined to get this girl laid to rest so he gives her back the necklace and all these people are in the backyard the raymond becca the parents the police the orderlies mm-hmm. and we see the spirit come down and we see you know that hannah and her father are finally laid to rest and raymond is kind of like i told you so mm-hmm. fuck all of you except, <laughs> except for, for you mom <laughs> <laughs> we love you so he and becca leave and we kind of see a little montage at the end of the father selling the house. Raymond's mom leaves the father to marry Hector. We stand. They were adorable together. And then Raymond and Becca open a supernatural investigative services, kind of like, I guess, a paranormal private detective. Mm-hmm. And then they do a little smoochy smooch. At the end. A little smoochy smooch. Ghost love. <laughs> we love it. Go. So this movie is definitely very goofy and campy, um, but I love it. It's just so fun. I honestly think, um, I know we said we'd only talk about it briefly, but we love Matthew Gay Googler with our entire hearts. So I honestly think you could watch this movie for his screams alone. Um, It's hilarious. just cracking up at the way he screams. It's It's, so funny. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's great. It's hilarious. He really was an excellent choice for this role, too. Mm -hmm. Just like this excellent combo of deadpan sarcasm and then just sort of the physical comedy of the the screaming like a little girl and tripping over your own feet kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Great. Love it. Excellent. And, you know... Like, as campy and goofy as this movie is, one of the things I really liked about it was just the relationship Raymond had with his father, because it can just be so frustrating sometimes to have a parent that you feel like doesn't understand you on a molecular level. (laughs) Molecular level! (laughs) And, you know, it's, you know, even his mom, although she loved him, it seemed like she didn't really 
understand him as a person sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the character of Becca was really great, uh, Kat Denning's character, because they were kind of the two oddballs out in this town. And it just kind of goes to show you that even no matter how much you feel like you stick out like a sore thumb, you're going to find someone who's cut from the same weird cloth as you. Mm-hmm. And somewhere you can go or do that will, you know, that'll be what yeah. you do. Like, even if the only thing you're good at in this world is hunting ghosts, be a paranormal detective. Mm-hmm. I, it was funny because the movie starts off, um, I feel like the vibe from the beginning of the movie, I mean, it's the same, but to me it kind of shifted in terms of my thinking. Because um, at first it just, it was funny, of course, but um, it really ended on a very nice feel-good note. I, mm-hmm. I was very, I was, it was kind of heartwarming. It really was. I felt very warm and fuzzy inside by the end. Yes. And like, as Erica and I both said, we both kind of grew up in the South, like small town South. And we we know what it's like to feel kind of like the odd man out for different mm-hmm. reasons. And just kind of seeing that ending where, you know, they're in love and they found their little niche in the world. And it was just a very heartwarming thought, you know, for two young chicks still mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to find, trying to find their way in the world. And I would like to say, Erica... I think you and I are cut from the same weird <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's true. I'm so happy I found you. Oh, now I'm going to cry. Don't cry. I'll probably cry a lot. I'm a big weenie. <laughs> yeah. I have, you can ask anybody uh, a little Erica trivia for you. Um, I think I've cried at almost every movie I've ever been to, mm-hmm. with anyone or alone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the movies that I've chosen to cry, like, really badly at, wild. Doesn't quite make sense. I knew Erica and I were going to be lifelong friends when we watched Moana together in 2016. <laughs> and just, like, ugly sobbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or when we, we actually saw the live-action Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> And, like, it ends happy. Like, why was I it's sobbing? It's a sad movie. It doesn't even, I would say, have particularly very sad moments. But um, Erica and I did be crying in that movie. I was, like, awfully crying. And <laughs> I guess as a fun fun aside, fun story, um, a friend of ours brought, like, a date. And he... I'm listening, I, Michaela. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can hear her sobbing. <laughs> I was like, are they okay? Yeah. And Michaela's and like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I just want them to be happy. <laughs> and like, she's not exaggerating or being hyperbolic when she says she was sobbing. It was like, you, you, you could hear it. Like, you can hear me whimpering from across the aisle of the theater. And I'm like, oh. I always bring extra tissues when I go to a movie with Erica because I know she's going to need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how I ended up being a big horror movie fan, who knows? Not a clue. They don't make you cry. <laughs> they you save money on tissues. Save money. But this one was deceiving because it ended with a heartwarming note. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a great, I think what a, a very cool, dark comedy. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Matthew Gay Goobler is great. Everyone is great. Him. Oh my goodness. Again, I won't mention it too much more because I don't want to make it weird, but I love mm-hmm. you. <laughs> if you do watch it, I will, I, I'm not going to call it a trigger warning, cause, but there is a little bit of, not like gross, gross, but so a little bit of gross out humor. Um, yeah. 
Just some like toilet humor. Some toilet humor and some some dancing toenails. That part I couldn't watch. (laughs) Erica could do it. I thought it was funny. Stupid. I'm just. I have a deep abiding fear of losing my toenails. I guess maybe I don't because I mean I I I have a my dad (laughs) doesn't have one of his toenails so maybe it never bothered me because as a a kid I was like oh cool you can just not have those. I read a book when I was a kid for school. Uh, it was called Little Britches. Little Britches! <laughs> it's like an autobiography of this kid who was like a farmer, you know, like the early 1900s, I think it was. And he like, there's a part in the book where he's like dragged through the dirt by his horse and he like breaks nine of his toes. Ew. <laughs> it was so gross. That's a lot of toes. <laughs> It was very graphically described, and I was like, oh. Well, from now on, uh, thanks to this information, uh, the next time someone's mean to me, I'm going to be like, don't get your little britches in a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) A little little britches. Like, oh, I see you got your little britches, all right? You think you're hot stuff today. I hate it. Little britches. No. Mm. Little Britches. Look, that's my new rap name. Little Britches. No, ma'am. <laughs> I see Hannah doesn't want to let me be great today. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go from a heartwarming. You're my, my, my piece from the same plot to. All right, then. Won't let me be great. Won't let me be Little Britches. So, we rated this movie. <laughs> A six out of zero people in the world who speak Mexican. <laughs> it is a lovely, heartwarming romp. I think it will quickly become one of my comfort movies. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. It's not super scary, but I still think it's worth a watch and that it has horror elements. Absolutely. So. And in our next episode, we are going to be discussing the masterpiece from Ari Oster. Yes! Midsummer. I have so many notes on Midsummer, oh, so that one's definitely going to be a heavy episode. <laughs> So we have a lot to say, so please join us again. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Erica and Hannah signing off, saying, Matthew Gray Goobler, we love you. I think what she meant to say is it's Hannah and Lil Britches signing off. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man. I'm also going to say, in honor of this episode, I just feel like it's fair for us to to just upload some <laughs> some some good Matthew Gray Googler um, tweets. So the day this drops, if you're listening the day of, uh, just head over to the Twitter uh, and see some some good Matthew Gray Googler moments. What's the Twitter, Hannah? You can find us on Twitter right now at um, and chillers, or just search thrillers, chillers, and chicks. I don't know how to change our Twitter handle yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that, but we'll put a link somewhere. Um, I'm technologically illiterate. Well, now it's a scavenger hunt, just for fun. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> thrillers, chillers, and chicks, you should be able to find us. We're there. In, in some capacity. Or are we? <laughs> Oh, Hannah. What? Are we the 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 fog ghost from Lost? I am the fog monster. Are you the fog monster or little britches? You need to Can I be stage both? Name. Do they need to be mutually exclusive? <laughs> little britches like, the fog yeah, monster. Little britches can be your rapper name and fog monster can be your drag name. My drag name. <laughs>
My drag king name, Fog Monster. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. from Thrillers, Chillers, and Chicks, and I just want to let you all know that our primary form of social media right now is Twitter. You can find us at and Chillers. There you can find updates and also give us your feedback on the podcast. Thank you again for listening and stay spooky.